Have you ever sat in a medical handover, exhausted following 12 hours of extinguishing fires across the hospital, and listened to the conversation between medical trainees thinking I have no idea what is happening? You're not alone. Internal Medicine Training, IMT, is the three-year UK program that aims to turn you from that dumbstruck foundation trainee into the legendary medical registrar, a hardened veteran of the acute take, master of the dumping grounds, wizard of the wards. The internal medicine trainee badge on your lanyard may still draw raised eyebrows from colleagues who had only just gotten their head around core medical training, CMT, but with a transition to IMT in 2019, there's still confusion over what an IMT is. In this ultimate guide to IMT training we will walk you through what IMT is, the IMT curriculum, and what life as an IMT is like. This article about internal medicine training, IMT, was written in March 2022, prior to the release of 2023 recruitment information from the JRCPTB. It will be updated as soon as information is released. IMT in a nutshell. Internal medicine training, IMT, is a three-year core training program for UK junior doctors, preparing trainees for life as a medical registrar and beyond. Internal medicine training comes after the completion of foundation training and leads to higher medical specialist training, ST4+. You may have heard rumors about life as a core medical trainee. Claims of endless service provision. Frustrations about the day-to-day groundhog day of an SHO. Difficulties finding an opportunity to learn. While unprecedented demand on NHS services means that the 2019 overhaul of medical training doesn't fix all these problems, the new program aims to address some areas of frustration. IMT replaced core medical training, CMT, in 2019 and is designed to give medical trainees the opportunity to dual CCT with internal medicine, meaning a Group 1 speciality consultant can partake in the acute medical take. IMT training also brought about changes to reduce the tick-box portfolio burden, provide support in the transition to becoming a medical registrar, and increase exposure to outpatients, intensive care, and geriatrics. Internal medicine training lasts between two and three years, depending on which speciality you choose to enter. You don't have to choose how long you will stay in the program when you start, it's a decision you can make in your IMT year 2, IME 2. Medical trainees who apply to train in Group 1 specialities, which dual CCT with the speciality and internal medicine, must complete all three years. Those who wish to apply to Group 2 specialities may leave after two years of IMT and will go on to attain a single CCT in their chosen specialities. Internal medicine training is a hospital-based medical training program. At least two years of the three-year program must be ward-based, though the new IMT program also requires outpatient clinic experience throughout all three years. IMT rotations are made up of hospital-based inpatient specialities, outpatient-based medical specialities, and intensive care. Geriatrics is a mandatory placement for all IMTs, and most out-of-hours work will be focused on the acute medical take, though the dreaded ward cover will also rear its ugly head depending on your trust. By the end of IME 2, trainees will be expected to take on the role of the medical registrar, albeit with more supervision than ST4 plus equivalent registrars. In their IMT 3 year, they will be expected to take leadership roles in ward work, the acute take, 
and resuscitation teams. During training, IMTs will be taught to perform procedures including chest drain, central lines, and lumbar puncture. Regular teaching will be delivered by the training deanery, including mandatory simulation sessions. Trainees are expected to pass the MRCP, UK, exam by the end of year 2 of IMT to obtain a satisfactory ARCP outcome. Compared to CMT, this provides some leniency to those who haven't passed the MRCP by year 2. IMTs will be allowed to continue their progression without passing MRCP by year 3, with potential changes to their training and timeline of completion dictated by their deanery, whereas CMTs of old ended up missing out on a ST3 posts due to missing MRCP passing deadlines. After completion of three years of IMT, two years for Group 2 specialities, trainees are expected to apply for higher speciality training. The timeline for 2023 Round 1 IMT recruitment hasn't been released yet, but dates will roughly follow the 2022 timetable. You can expect application to open around November 2022, with interview invites being sent towards the end of December 2022. Interviews will be held in the first few months of 2023, with offers made around March for a start date in August 2023. Application for IMT is done online via the Oriel application system, with applicants scored on categories including publications, teaching experience, and quality improvement projects. Your application score will determine whether you are invited to interview. IMT interviews are decentralized, with your interview score turned into a ranking that determines whether you receive your preferred placement. IMT trainees can apply for less than full-time training, LTFT, for circumstances that satisfy Category 1, Category 2, or Category 3 conditions you will not need to apply to specific LTFT posts and can make the decision to apply for LTFT during your training. LTFT trainees are expected to work at 50-80% to 80 of the full-time hours, including out-of-hours work. Category 3 LTFT conditions, which allow LTFT training for any personal reason, were introduced in August 2022. Any junior doctor can apply for LTFT, though approval is not guaranteed and must be agreed with the training deanery. Should I do IMT? If you love the buzz of managing acutely unwell patients and the idea of becoming a medical detective, then IMT might be right for you. If you don't love any of those things, it might also be for you. Ultimately IMT can be a three-year love affair or just a means to an end, it depends on what you want to get out of it on the other side. Thus, the main reason for applying for IMT is so you can apply for your higher medical speciality of choice on completion of the program. Even if you're not pumped to spend two to three more years on the wards, you might just need to put your head down and get to the other side in the best position you can. On the other hand, internal medicine training can also be an amazing opportunity to equip yourself with the skills to deal with whatever comes through your door. The journey from a lowly foundation doctor can be challenging, but the reward of becoming the go-to medical advice hotline brings some satisfaction. With the aging population, an overstretched health system, and a trend towards super-specialized consultants, IMT aims to equip consultants with the skills to deal with a broad range of medical conditions and provide more holistic patient care. You may relish the challenge of IMT if you enjoy clinical problem-solving, team-based hospital environments, 
Hands-on ward-based procedural skills. Attention to detail when examining and investigating patients. Managing both chronic conditions and acutely unwell patients. Leading teams day-to-day and during emergencies. Working closely with most other specialities. Another important factor to consider when deciding whether to pursue medical training is the work-life balance of IMT. Whether you're planning to continue working as a medical registrar or to apply to a Group 2 speciality, weekends and nights will feature in your rota. Major changes from CMT to IMT Core Medical Training, CMT, was the post-foundation training program for medics prior to 2019, leading on to ST3 higher medical speciality applications. It's no secret that core medical training had a reputation problem. Core medical trainees were often disillusioned with the tick-box nature of CMT, and a sizable chunk of CMTs required extra time to complete their training or pass exams before becoming a medical registrar. Another reason for the change from CMT was that, with increasing specialization and sub-specialization of medicine, Deaneries were concerned that newly qualified consultants might not be able to provide holistic care to an aging population with increasingly complex health needs. In August 2019 UK core medical training was overhauled. Core medical training, CMT, became internal medicine training, IMT, and was extended from two to three years duration. The extra year of training was used to give trainees, who don't leave after the second year for group two specialities, a chance to work as a medical registrar with an increased level of supervision. This change was also designed to increase the number of consultants with an internal medicine CCT who could partake in the acute medical take. Summary of changes. An increase in program length from two years to three years, for those applying to group one higher specialities only. An increase in the number of specialities requiring completion of IMT prior to higher speciality training application. An intention to reduce speciality training, ST4+, from five years to four to compensate, though for some specialities this might not be the case for example cardiology. Increased supervision and support in the transition to becoming a medical registrar in internal medicine year 3, IME 3. An option to delay the transition to medical registrar, due to issues with competencies or MRCP exam, without extending training. A greater focus on managing complex and comorbid patients, as well as more support in managing acutely unwell patients in IME 3. Mandated experience in critical care, outpatient clinics, and geriatrics. The replacement of the CMT tick box list of conditions for portfolio with a more generic capabilities in practice model. With IMT, medical training is designed to better prepare the trainee for life as a medical registrar and beyond, though it's yet to be seen whether old grievances will continue despite changes to the program. The IMT curriculum. The internal medicine training, IMT, curriculum includes targets for trainees to on medical conditions seen procedures performed, and more generic capabilities in practice completed. With the implementation of IMT in August 2019, the Joint Royal Colleges of Physicians Training Board, JRCPTB, has made several changes to the curriculum of UK core medical training. The IMT curriculum aims to equip trainees with the skills to provide safe care in emergency and acute medical scenarios, Manage complex acute and long-term medical conditions. 
Communicate effectively with patients and relatives. Become a senior decision-maker in the management of medical patients. Lead medical teams and provide support to junior colleagues. The curriculum for IMT is based on capabilities in practice, CPS. Trainees will need to provide evidence via their e-portfolio to prove they have met these learning outcomes satisfactorily. Evidence for these CPS can include consultant feedback, work-based assessments, supervisor reports, logbooks, and reflections. Before August 2019, the core medical training, CMT, curriculum included a tick-box list of conditions for which the trainee required evidence of competence. The IMT curriculum has moved towards more generic competencies, but still has a list of key presentations and conditions which are included in the IMT syllabus. In addition to presentations and conditions, trainees are expected to learn and demonstrate competence in some core practical procedures. These are generally ward-based procedures that they would be expected to perform as part of their role as a medical registrar. Most procedures are required to be performed on real patients, whereas some can be performed in the skills lab. IMT Core Procedures By the end of IME 2 the trainee should be competent to perform each procedure unsupervised. Procedures include CPR Temporary cardiac pacing using an external device Skills Lab Minimum Acidic Tap Lumbar Puncture Nasogastric Tube Pleural Aspiration for Fluid Femoral 4 or Interosseous Axis Central Line, Internal Jugular or Subclavian Chest Drain for Effusion Chest Drain for Pneumothorax DC Cardioversion Acidic Drain, Abdominal Paracentesis can be performed in a clinical skills lab environment. The curriculum also includes targets on patients seen on the acute medical take, outpatient clinics attended, and experience in specialities including geriatrics, critical care, and palliative care. Learn more about the ARCP requirements for IMT below. Applying for IMT applications for IMT open around November the year before the August start date. Recruitment to IMT takes place in two rounds, with the second round advertising any unfilled places and new places that weren't available for round one. For more details on whether you are eligible for IMT and the recruitment timeline, see our IMT Recruitment Guide for 2023. Application for IMT is done via the Oriel portal and will require you to enter personal and professional details, including scoring yourself on several domains that make up your application score. Your application score is used to determine whether you will be invited for an interview. To learn more about the application and IMT application scoring work see our article on IMT application and scoring guide for 2023. Interviews for IMT are usually held in the first few months of the year. Previously interviews were performed face-to-face with three stations involving questions on your experience, a clinical scenario, and an ethical scenario. During COVID this was moved to a single 25-minute virtual interview with two interviewers. Learn more about the IMT interview in our IMT interview guide for 2023. Getting through IMT So how do you go from that lowly FY2 to the first person they call when they're in trouble? By the end of internal medicine training, you will possess all the skills to be a fully grown medical registrar. 
you will have full membership of the Royal College of Physicians, the ability to lead an acute take and cardiac arrests, and the know-how to run the wards day and night. Internal medicine training comes in two stages across three years. In the first stage, you will act as an SHO equivalent, though you might be given more seniority and leadership roles than you did as an FY2 doctor. In the third year of IMT, pending completion of MRCP UK, and meeting your educational supervisor's expectations, you will act as a medical registrar, albeit with additional supervision. IMTs starting the program will have different levels of experience, including trainees who have started IMTs straight after foundation training, those who have undergone one or many FY3 years, international graduates who have gained foundation competence following training in another country, some for many years, doctors who trained in other specialities but since decided to join the IMT program. You might have peers who have already acted as a registrar outside of training, colleagues who seem to have an encyclopedic knowledge of almost every topic within medicine, and team members who exude confidence and competence to their core. The important thing is to focus on your own progress, rather than on your peers. Throughout the IMT program, you will rotate through different medical specialities, both inpatient and outpatient based, generally on four or six month placements. It's likely that you'll be expected to partake in on-call duties throughout your training, including weekends and nights. Internal Medicine Training Year 1, IME 1 In the first year of IMT you are expected to start your professional development beyond what you have achieved in FY2. The focus of this year is on inpatient medicine, so you'll be spending a lot of time on the wards. The ARCP at the end of IME 1, IMT Year 1 is not a critical progression point, so if you miss out on a few key requirements it might not affect your progression. It's a good idea to use your IME 1 wisely though to make sure your IME 2 isn't overwhelming. It's wise to start preparing for MRCP UK exams as soon as you've found your feet in IME 1. MRCP Part 1 is an exam with which many doctors struggle with and require multiple attempts. MRCP Part 2 paces can also be a massive undertaking and should be signed off by the end of IME 2, so if you can pass your Part 1 and Part 2 written early you're giving yourself plenty of time to prepare. If you have placements in IME 1 which are within the same trust as IME 2, this is a good time to begin a quality improvement project, QIP. You'll need to perform more than one cycle of your KIP by the end of IME 2, so by starting off in a trust you'll be back at later. You can avoid late-night drives across the region to meet ARCP deadlines. IME 1 is also a good time to start ticking off the core procedures required for IMT, as in IME 2 you are likely to spend less time on the wards. Show some enthusiasm on the wards and tell your registrar which procedures you'd like to get involved in. Medical registrars have been through the same scramble to tick off all the procedures, so are likely to show some empathy and give you a call when an opportunity pops up. Internal Medicine Training Year 2, IME 2 In the second year of IMT the focus starts to shift towards outpatient medicine. Unfortunately, you're still in the SHO category at this stage, and with an overwhelmed NHS system you're going to face difficulties meeting ARCP clinic requirements when the ward is understaffed. Try to get clinic time early in each placement while the wards are well-staffed. Some educational supervisors will help you by scheduling clinic time, 
but if not you'll need to emphasize its importance and push to get off the wards when you can. 20 clinics in one year doesn't sound like much, but if you're not proactive you might struggle to meet the ARCP deadline, typically between May and July. In addition to attending clinics, it's also time to complete the KIP you started in IME1 or complete a whole new one. Six-month placements sound like a long time, but if you don't tell your supervisor that you want to perform a KIP at the start of the placement, time may get ahead of you. You'll also want to cozy up to some consultants who you work with on the acute take, as you require three consultants who have personally supervised you on the acute take for your multiple consultant reports, MCRs. This year's ARCP is crucial to progress as expected into IME 3. The new IMT curriculum was designed to give more time to trainees who needed it before becoming a registrar, and if you don't get a good ARCP outcome you might be stuck acting as an SHO for some of your IME 3. By the end of IME 2 you'll be expected to have passed the full MRCP UK exam, though some allowances will be made for those who haven't. As this is an outpatient year, you should make the most of inpatient speciality rotations to search for PACES patient cases and work with others who are revising for PACES. Internal Medicine Training Year 3, IME 3 This is an important year for IMTs. You've spent the past two years preparing, have ticked all the right boxes, brown-nosed all the right people, all so that you can get a big pay rise. In all seriousness, IME 3 is your time to put theory to practice and begin your life as a medical registrar. The extra money isn't going to come without a few strings attached. If you have shown competence and ticked all the boxes in your IME 2 ARCP, this is the first time you'll be able to call yourself a registrar. Don't be too scared. Medical registrar sounds like a big and scary job to foundation doctors, but after two years of training, you'll realize that you know more than you thought. You've passed all the difficult exams, know how to do all the procedures, and have some time in critical care under your belt. The difficulties of becoming a medical registrar are in the details, should this patient be for escalation? Who can I safely step down from a monitored bed to make room for the unwell patient in ed? Should I wake up the consultant to discuss this ICU admission? IME 3 is designed to be a supported transition to life as a medical registrar, so you won't have to deal with all of this by yourself. Deaneries will ask hospital trusts to give increased supervision to IME 3 registrars, generally through an additional on-call registrar or a guarantee of consultant backup. Other than the step up from being an SHO, you will also be expected to demonstrate leadership in chi activities, as well as attend more clinics than in the previous two years. The good news is that as a registrar you might finally be able to delegate discharge summaries. Worth it. Study leave and courses for IMT as an internal medicine trainee, you will have more study leave so that you can attend courses and prep for exams. You will have 30 days of study leave per year, though the actual number will be smaller after any mandatory IMT training is deducted. Most deaneries will allow for days off prior to an exam as private study time but this is likely to be limited to a week or less of your total budget. As soon as you start a new rotation you should start planning study leave. The later you plan for this the less likely you'll get it, as your colleagues start to put in their own leave requests. Study leave is an amazing way to get away from service provision and learn, 
as well as an opportunity to improve your CV in time for higher speciality applications. Compared to FY2 you're likely to get a bigger study budget, though this depends on the deanery. Study budgets have become centralized by he recently, meaning you can spend as much your educational supervisor and training program director agrees is appropriate, though your deanery may still place a hard limit on spending. Even if your course costs more than your study budget, you might still have a chance to reclaim the money. Study budgets are notoriously left unspent, so come January your TPD will be trying to get trainees to either book new courses or claim extra money from previously attended courses before the deadline at the end of March. So, what should you spend your study budget on? It might be a little predictable of us to say, but courses. Attending a course as an IMT can have so many benefits. Earn more application and interview points for your speciality application. Learn new skills from experts with better experience and equipment than your local skills lab. Take time off from ward service provision and learn in a calm and stress-free environment. Show commitment to speciality and time for higher speciality application. Clinical seminars, workshops, and courses for internal medicine trainees, IMT you know what your weaknesses are, and which specialities you're struggling with. You might be able to get through IMT safely without putting in extra time that's great, but if you're really feeling the gap in your knowledge what better way of learning than taking a day to listen to experts. Another fantastic reason for attending clinical update courses is to show your commitment to speciality. For competitive higher medical specialities, you need to stand out and show that you're serious, so attending a speciality-specific seminar, workshop, or course can give you that boost you need. These clinical courses can include Speciality-specific clinical courses Treatment review seminars Investigation interpretation workshops Clinical update seminars Exam courses for internal medicine trainees IMT MRCP UK Courses for IMT can be vital to pass these difficult exams. Traditionally most courses focus on PACEs but given the high repeated fail rate of Part 1, there are an increasing amount of revision courses for MRCP UK, Part 1 and 2 written exams. MRCP UK, PACES courses are almost seen as a requirement for passing this practical exam. While it's not absolutely necessary, especially with the advent of online video resources such as Pastist, many of the conditions you'll be expected to recognize in the exam are rare. PACES courses give the opportunity to see many of these rare cases over the course of a few days, with expert guidance on your examination skills and a mock exam built into the course. Procedural Skills Courses for Internal Medicine Trainees IMT courses are an amazing way to learn a new clinical skill without being asked is this the first time you've done this? To get your core procedures for IMT signed off you need to be in the right place, at the right time, with the right senior. If you already know what you're doing seniors are more likely to watch you do the procedure on your first real patient. Procedural skills courses can help you learn. Procedures such as lumbar puncture, chest drain, and central line insertion. Ultrasound skills to perform fast scans, scan pleural fluid before a drain, or perform ultrasound guided for cannula insertion. Surgical skills to help in the catheter lab or with your suturing skills. You never know when it might come in handy. Professional development courses for internal medicine trainees, 
IMT By the time you've finished IMT you should have all the skills you need to lead the acute take and deal with patient emergencies. Soft skills on the other hand are much harder to master and aren't part of the IMT core curriculum. To get a head start before starting as a medical registrar, book a career skills course. Leadership courses help you to manage your team and get the best out of your juniors. Your life as a medical registrar will be so much easier if you can lead your team well. Communication courses make difficult conversations with patients and relatives so much easier. So many complaints can be avoided with good communication. Interview courses will make you look and feel confident during one of the most important and nerve-wracking moments of your life. If you haven't been to an interview since medical school, you might be feeling rusty. Teaching courses such as Teach the Teacher get you extra points on your application and give you the skills to educate the next generation of doctors. Portfolio and ARCP for IMT portfolio often drops to the bottom of your list when you're in the thick of it on the wards, but if you leave things to the last minute you'll end up pulling your hair out trying to tick all the remaining boxes. The IMT portfolio is completed online and is made up of reflections, supervisor forms, work-based assessments, and other mandatory sections such as clinic logs and quality improvement forms. You'll need to link your forms up to the curriculum section of your e-portfolio to complete your ARCP goals. Link to linking forms. IMT work-based assessments include Multiple Consultant Report, MCR, Dash feedback forms from consultants who have supervised your work. Multi-source feedback, MSF, dash feedback from up to 15 colleagues including peers, consultants, and allied health professionals. Acute care assessment tool, ACAT, dash clinical skills assessments that summarize your care of five patients with the same consultants supervising. Case-based discussions, CBD, discussion with a senior around a clinical case. Mini clinical evaluation exercise, mini sex, supervised patient contact which can involve skills such as history taking and examination. Directly observed procedural skills, DOPS, dash supervised clinical procedures. The annual review of competency progression, ARCP, is an evaluation of your progress and takes place a few months before the end of each year. ARCP is the culmination of any work you have done for your portfolio with a panel including your training program director, TPD, and deanery determining if you have met the year's ARCP requirements, in the ultimate guide to IMT article.